coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Here are some mini things that we love. Mini me, mini candy bars, oh, and a mini Nintendo Direct. It's dangerous to go alone. The Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellis, joined as always <clears throat> by my co-host Mark Mitchell. And to clear my throat in the middle of that, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the news from the week, uh, including, of course, that Nintendo Direct. Um, and then uh, on Thursday, we're going to be coming back to talk about everything that wasn't in the mini direct. It's a long conversation. It's gonna, obviously it's going to be a long conversation on nuclear fission, not in the Nintendo direct. That's right. Uh, the uh, habits of uh, pygmies, not in the, not Nintendo, direct. In the Nintendo direct, uh, but it'll likely be video game things, probably even Nintendo things <laughs> that are not uh, noted in, in the Nintendo, direct. but you won't know until you tune in. Here's something that's not in the Nintendo Mini Direct. Uh, BuzzFeed is running this underrated podcast that we're getting into in 2018 thing. People can just go on to it and uh, type in what podcasts that they're getting into that maybe not everyone knows about. Here's what I'm going to suggest. Maybe this podcast is one of those podcasts. Now, it is perhaps unethical for us to do it ourselves. <laughs> but it is not unethical for us to ask our listeners who are getting into the podcast, right? Yeah, I mean, presumably our listeners are the only one who can do it. That's So I if mean, it's unethical for them to do it, I don't know who's supposed to do with that. <laughs> uh, but so this thing is out there. If you just Google uh, BuzzFeed underrated podcast 2018, uh, you'll find it. And, um, you know, just type type our names in there. Like Mark and Patrick are pretty good at what th- <laughs> what they do. Me like. Me like. Uh, and normally this is the part of the show where I would say, and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You don't have to do that this week. This is the only assignment you have this week. But also if you want to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, it, if you want to do be both. Great too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the season of giving. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> no longer the season of giving. Uh, Mark, weather report? Uh, hot. It's hot today, It's yes. been very warm. It was like 85 this weekend. That's weird. It's January. That's true. That's true. Like uh, it's nice, but unsettling. It's it's clear too. Like it hasn't been super like smoggy or foggy the last couple of days, mm-hmm. which I like. Yeah, yeah. But I, that, maybe that's because we had a little bit of rain earlier last week that like we washed did. it out. But no, I guess what I'm saying is that like yeah, it's nice that it's January and you can walk around in shorts. But it's a little weird that it's January and you can walk around in shorts and you wonder what that foretells. You know where you can't walk around in shorts? Uh, the home of our guest weather, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Looks like it's uh, 46 degrees at the time of this recording. Uh, seems like maybe sunny, but in the mid-cool kind of range there in the 40s and 50s. Which also seems like too warm for January to me. But yeah. You know, I grew up in Wisconsin, so, like, my whole barometer of what is and is not appropriate for January is messed up. But big ups to our listeners in Tulsa, Oklahoma. In fact, the biggest of ups the to our listeners in Tulsa, Oklahoma. ups. Um, remember, if you would like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces, you are more than welcome to. All you need to do is send us an email with your address to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Uh, a listener by the name of Brad recently borrowed this thing. Uh, it's still in Brad's possession. 
uh, but he sent us an email earlier today uh, thanking us for uh, letting him borrow the game, saying that he wasn't enjoying it at all, but his son was. Um, so that's cool. We found someone who enjoys this yeah, game. Yeah, that's great. Once uh, again, mm-hmm. uh, just checking the boxes on things uh, required for a successful program, mm-hmm. people enjoying your program. So that's at least one person so far who has enjoyed this program. Many have used it. <laughs> but if, if you want to borrow this game, all you got to do is write in and we'll send the thing to you. Eventually, there's a little bit of a, a list growing at, at present, but I think that just makes it more fun. Um, all right, Mark, let's uh, move into what we've been playing this week. Mark, let me tell you about Super Meat Boy. Okay. <laughs> Do it. All right. Um, obviously, this is a game that's been around for a long time. It's one of the like early um, indie games that you know started to gain traction on um, like Xbox Xbox Arcade. Xbox yeah, was Live it? Or something. It was it a 360 game? Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, it's, it's that's it, what I thought. It's been around for just years and years and years, um, and it is a. Uh, a platforming game with a super high level of challenge um, that uh, immediately respawns you when you die. So, like, you go right back to the beginning of the uh, kind of... Then the levels are, like, smallish. They're they're easily digestible. Um, and then when, when you finish a level... Oh, and also, like, every time you die or, like, land on a, on a platform, there's, like, I guess it's blood or, like, meat juice that kind of, like, oozes out of the character and, like, marks the wall. And all of that stays while you're, like, dying over and over again in these levels. Um, so, you know, as you, as you are existing in this one space for a long time, you start to see the effects of your having been there. Um, and then when you finish a level, it shows, it replays all of your attempts at once. So you just see, like, these... Just dozens of meat boys all like jumping into the same. Oh, blade. that's really funny. <laughs> it's 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 awesome. Um, but so yeah, I I didn't have uh I was gonna say I didn't have an opportunity. I'm sure I had plenty of opportunities to play Meat Boy in the past. Uh, but this is the one that I actually took. Um, and I love it. I think the game is is great. It's got such like good fun levels of challenge where you know you're like, oh, I don't know how I'm ever gonna do this. And then you get to try and fail, you know, like 50 times with at no penalty to you. You know, you just like keep doing it and then uh, you get better and you get better faster. And I don't know, it's just it's really fun. And the game has this like really fast, like crazy sense of humor where, um, you know, it's, it's making reference to like Mega Man 2 and Ninja Gaiden and all these like other little things um, just like winking at you. And it's it. It only wants to be fun and challenging, and it is both. Is it a long game? Like, are you still making your way through it? I'm still making my way through it, yeah. Well, and I wouldn't have to if I was just plowing through, but every every world has uh, a a dark version of it as well, so um, you can play it, and then you can play these, like, sort of twisted versions of them. There are, Some levels have bandages to collect um, <laughs> that you can use to buy more characters to play as. Um, all of the levels you can either just finish or you can finish them with like an A plus ranking. Um, there's no other rank. It's A plus or you don't get a rank, <laughs> uh, which I think is awesome. Cause like, yeah, that's exactly right. If it's not a perfect rank, why would you, why do you care what it is? I don't want to get a C, get that out of here. <laughs> um, uh, and so like, if, if you don't beat it fast enough, you won't get that little A plus. So there's a lot of stuff that I've spent more time on than I absolutely need to. Um, 
but it, yeah, so it's uh, I've probably sunk like five or six hours into it at, at this point, and I I think there's still a, a lot more that I can get out of this game. I'm I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it sounds really cool. Yep, it's super fun. Uh, what have you been playing? So I picked up the Dragon Quest Builders demo. Yeah. So that dropped on the eShop last week after the Nintendo Direct Mini, which we'll, of course, be talking about in more detail a little bit later. We will be talking about it. <laughs> uh, and so I guess I didn't really know what to expect. Yeah. Uh, I didn't... I've never played Minecraft, mm-hmm. and my understanding that this is a game similar to minecraft not you know like it involves gathering resources and building things and it's all about blocks you know it doesn't have like the same like weird pixel art yeah sure that i don't even know if you'd call it pixel art but yeah it's that like minecraft has 3d pixel art yeah we are sounding like the oldest men <laughs> imaginable i don't really understand i minecraft. don't i don't understand minecraft i i don't I've never like investigated how <laughs> Minecraft works. Yeah, I you know, but it, but this seems to have the same mechanics that I do understand in Minecraft, where like after dark, uh, the monsters become more powerful, and you're building. What a terrible night for a curse! Exactly, <laughs> and you are building a uh like town or a city or a a fort up that can like a fiefdom. With- yes, that can withstand monster attacks, and there's like quest and it's all in the dragon quest worlds so there's slimes and you know all that kind of stuff uh i'm finding i wasn't expecting to really be sucked in but i totally am which i guess makes sense because it's just all about like gathering resources and then yeah it sounds building right. newer and better mm-hmm. things and it's got a dragon quest skin on it mm-hmm. which is totally that's that's up your alley yeah like the music's fun the uh like the dialogue is fun it doesn't take itself very seriously mm-hmm. uh within like the first few minutes of the demo like y- your character who you can customize has fallen asleep and so the narrator has to keep like nudging you to wake up so that he can grant you with all of your powers and stuff. Oh, I like that. Uh, Yeah, it's just really cute. It's, I don't know. So I played a lot of Fallout 4, and I guess not just Fallout 4, but any game that has those, like, optional build-up. Uh, yeah, like base building. Yeah, base yeah. building. It's not something I usually ever spend time in. Mm-hmm. And, but this could be a total time suck. Yeah, like I'm just playing. I don't know. I played like an hour, two hours of this demo, and I'm I. You could just lose yourself in it, and so it's so much fun. But that's what scares me about buying the whole like the full game when it comes out. Yeah, it's just that it promises. You know, like you're you're worried you're gonna like the game too much. Yeah, kind of, and that like I will spend too much time in it, Mm -hmm. or I will buy it and know that it has. That in order to like really play what I I would have to spend too much time in it, so I never play it. Right. I'll probably end up buying it. You'll probably end up buying yeah. it, playing it too much, and then swearing it off forever and never touching it again. But the demo's great. Like the demo, <laughs> get, <laughs> super into the per- demo. Perfect, perfect amount. And you can just download the demo for on, free on from the eShop. Yep. Great. Um, I've also been playing a little bit of the Escapists Two, which was new on Switch this week. Uh, we uh did get a a code from our friends at uh team 17 um so i uh hop, hopped in and and played it a little bit it feels very much like stardew valley to me um but with a uh you know a very specific aim of uh, escaping from a prison um and you know it's it's got that 16 bit kind of art style 
Um, but everything is like super wide open, just like Stardew is, where um, it's it's weird because the game has a very clear objective, right? Your objective in in each case is escape from prison. Um, but it seems outside of the like kind of demonstration prison that it, it starts you in, um, your goals are uh, sort of your own. Like you you can talk to people. And, you know, like s- someone like wants a-, a cake to celebrate a birthday and you're like, okay, why does this feed into me escaping from the prison? I don't know. Um, and uh, yeah, so like it's, it's, it's very strange to have a game that is so like focused on a single result and also being so wide open at the same time. So it's not team oriented. So it can be. Mm. You can you can either uh, you can play online with this game. It is you know originally on um, other consoles and PC, um, and I, I feel like the more persistent connectivity of other consoles probably like Switch is probably not the best uh, platform on which to play this thing, um, partially because in, in handheld mode the text is really small, um, but also just because you know you're not always going to be connected um, uh, online on on your Switch. So yeah, you can but I mean if if you are if it's team based or if you're playing with like other people, you can work together, you can work to like sabotage each other. Um you're all just dudes in a prison trying to escape. Um and like the game has um you know j- just just like Stardew again, your character is like fully customizable. Um so you can look like basically whatever you want to look like. Um and like it, it's it's all very cool. It seems like uh, the game doesn't have a super clear way of um, showing you like how to pursue your objectives. Um, you know, like I said, there there is one. It's like Precinct Seventeen where it starts you. Um, that uh, kind of walks you through. Here's how. Here's a successful escape attempt from this prison. Um, but it, it's it's very handholdy in that where it's like then I picked up the thing and walked over here and pushed A. And even in doing that, I was a little bit like overwhelmed by it. Um, but like if I had a, this is a perfect game for like, if you had a guide or like a walkthrough pulled up right next to you and you had like understood, cause there are like hundreds of things that you can craft from all of these like raw materials. And it's like, Oh my God, what, you know, when, when am I going to use uh, this stuff? What, what can I use to, you know, dig, dig a hole under a door? Like is a screwdriver going to do that? Is a pickaxe going to do that? Is a shovel going to do it? Um, so like there's a lot of trial and error in this game um and so like it seems cool but it it almost seems too open to me so in a single play session yes is the idea that you will escape a prison in that one play session or is the idea that like it's like Stardew Valley in prison where you're going to be there for a long time like crafting things and doing things for people and completing little quests that eventually lead up to you escaping see that's the thing is that i'm not totally sure it seems like like i I don't know what the typical play session or like typically how long you're in um a prison like you could spend you know in in a bunch of in-game days sort of just going through like the routines of the prison if you're not at roll call in the morning like they get suspicious of you if you're not at lunch or dinner or whatever they get suspicious if you're not working out if you don't take a shower like so there are parts of like hitting the regular beats of the routine and like building relationships with prisoners and guards and whatever um 
but like you're also you're not you're never working to like you know just have a great prison empire you're working to get out um which is sort of antithetical to like how I want to play Stardew. Like I want to build up a, a great house and family and farm and like live and exist in it and not just like burn it all down and, and get out of there as fast as possible. Um, there, it, there's also, there's something a little unsettling to me about like playing as a criminal who's like trying to escape from prison and like beating up guards and stuff. <laughs> it seems unsavory to me. Um, but it's a it's it's a game that I want to put uh, more time into because I think it demands more time. It's not it's not I, I feel like Stardew is um easy to understand at the beginning, or at least easy enough to understand that you can like sort of start building the things that are important to you. Yeah, I mean I guess Stardew just really throws you out there without mm-hmm. much direction, but because I feel like it benefits from uh the games that it's like based on yeah, we're totally. all like familiar with farming simulators or Look, you know we're like all familiar with farming <laughs> simulators farming simulator 18 coming to switch later this year i think <laughs> but yes i mean there, there is no super nintendo escapists right yeah there's, there's no like harvest moon equivalent exactly um and i think that this game would have benefited a lot from that but i, I can also see where like man you know the the type of gamer that's like sitting at their computer with like a, a spreadsheet of like how to you know min max their experience um, would love the escapist too. I'm not convinced it's for me, um, but it is interesting enough that I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to it. It sounds really ambitious. Yeah, it's yeah, it definitely super ambitious. Okay, that's what we've been playing this last week. Uh, let's get into the new releases and therefore what we might be playing this week. All right, today, January 16th, Rocket League is coming out on for retail release. Mm. And Inner Space and Energy Balance are released on the Switch eShop. Inner Space, is that based on Inner Space, the movie? I assume so. Let's not investigate it <laughs> at all. Uh, January 18th, Thursday, is World to the West is coming on the Switch eShop. It looks to be like a Tesla grad spinoff almost, except it's like a puzzle platformer. This seems to take place in 3D space rather than like the 2D experience okay. of Tesla grad. Um, Ambition of the Slimes and Darkest Dungeon. Darkest that's, Dungeon, that's a, a, like a, a roguelike RPG. Um, looks kind of spooky and scary. Uh, this is another, I mean, this I think is the running theme of uh, Nintendo Switch right now. Game that was available elsewhere before, but now you can play it in bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to Darkest Dungeon. And then on Friday for the 3DS, yes, the 3DS is still a thing that we will occasionally talk about when forced. Uh, <laughs> Kirby Battle Royale mm-hmm. is released, uh, and Kirby Battle Royale—that's one of the games. It's like the expansion of um, the like mini games in Robobot, correct? It's, it's oh, like it ar- seems to be that way. It's yeah. like an arena brawler. Right. Where- Which you can play by yourself, but it seems... Uh, and you can also play online, but it seems to be most fun when you have four people, I assume. I would assume that as well. Uh, and then on the Switch eShop is Vesta. Uh, I, I don't know how to say this one. Nucleon? Sure. And then I think uh, this game called Baseball Riot is Riot. also coming out. And... <laughs> The premise of this actually is pretty funny. It's like you're a, a retired baseball player who, like, your team 
gets kidnapped by some like <laughs> shady organization, and uh-huh. so you have to um like rescue them. So, presumably with a baseball bat. Hold on, hold on though. It's not a baseball game though. No. Oh. <laughs> there are. Correct me if I'm wrong. Write into us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, gmail. at gmail.com. Um, but I don't believe there is a baseball game on Switch at the moment. I think you. I I will send you an email to our <laughs> okay. email address because Please that do. that is not correct. There's actually I think it's called MLB. Uh, sluggers, sluggers, MLB superstar sluggers. <laughs> no, it, it's something. It's something like that uh, that was released last year. I I think it's like a mobile, um, like oh, tablet okay. phone game that was also brought to Switch. But, uh, but yeah. it, it it seems like there's room. Yes, there's room this, is not this is not it. This is not going the to baseball ride is not it will not fulfill your uh, baseball sim fantasies. All right, Mark, let's get out of the new releases. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, we want to talk about fruit juice mm-hmm. today. Um, so... This was your subject. What uh, what got you thinking about fruit juice? Is it the orange that's sitting the, at the table? The large orange. There's a very yeah. large orange. Uh, so Sarah recently purchased a bunch of oranges and a bunch of grapefruits. Some of the grapefruits were small and looked like oranges. Oh. Uh, and I ate one at work, peeled it like all the way, took a bite, and was like, this is a weird orange. <laughs> and then I took a second bite, and on the second bite, I was like, oh, it's a grapefruit. <laughs> I'm eating a grapefruit. Grapefruit juice, pro or con? Uh, con. I don't. I don't need grapefruit juice. It's too tart. It's too tart. I don't get it. Um. Do mm, citrus juices in general? I like orange juice. I like orange juice in like small amounts. Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Definitely in small amounts. Um. Do you like a screwdriver? Nah. I are you a, a booze for brunch kind of guy? No. Yeah. Me neither. But it's um. I can do my drinking in the evening. Thank you. <laughs> Like an adult. <laughs> uh, fruit juices in general kind of seem like a sham in the sense that mm. I think they're marketed where you're like, oh, this is ostensibly healthy for me. But it is not. It can't possibly be healthy well, for you. I mean, it's not just can't possibly. They are super sugary and all of the fiber of the fruit has been taken out. Right. So you're not able to process the sugars in the same way you would if you were just eating the fruit. And don't tell me that I need uh, vitamin C. I get that from fruit snacks. <laughs> All right, but I think because <laughs> there's added sugar in that too. Uh, yeah, it's a scam, right? I mean, how do you feel about like a uh, like a, a pressed juice, like a veggie and vegetable and fruit juice? I feel fine with it, but right. I feel like you're not it, excited about it. Well, though. I feel like if it tastes good, mm-hmm. then I'm suspicious. Yeah, right. Because yeah. like it's like, have you ever had watermelon juice? So is that just water? It pretty much is. Okay. It pretty much is just water, but it tastes gross. And so you're like, oh, yeah, I believe that this has the power of watermelon or whatever. But, okay, so that's a thing, I guess, uh, we should follow up on. What are the powers of, should we, do we all have a lack of watermelon in our diets? Nah, I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think so either. I mean, watermelon is ba- mostly just water. 
That's a great point. It's dirty water. It's dirty. Harden into like a melony water. <laughs> um, I remember being at the Oaks Gourmet with you, mm-hmm. uh, and you buying a pressed juice because you wanted something to drink that like wasn't. I don't know, a coffee or something. Yeah. And then being alarmed because they were charging you like $13. For oh, yeah. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> it was too much. Yeah. Especially because uh, it probably wasn't very good. It may have been watermelon juice. That may be what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about AIDS? Mm, Lime I or love lemon? me a lemonade. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think there's no pretending that it's healthy for you. I think that's totally true. You know, and so it's, you know, that's the... So you don't feel guilty drinking it because you're not like, this is health food. Right. Or you know what you're eating into. Yeah. That, that's, it's like you, it's like getting a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> you're like Dr. Pepper, Limeade, basically the same thing. Well, well Limeade mm. versus lemonade. What's the question? Oh, which do I prefer? Yeah, which one do you prefer? Mm, I think I prefer lemonade mm-hmm. but on the occasions when i do get a limeade i'm like oh what a treat this is i feel like limeade is improved by some other flavor enhancement mm. it's like how cranberry juice by itself you're like eh, cran cran grape juice scam yes delicious right also yes also cran apple yeah loving it uh yeah just straight cranberry juice first of all you need so much sugar to even be palatable to the human mouth mm-hmm. um i don't think i've ever had non-sweetened cranberry juice i don't think it exists do they what would be the point i don't know i mean i've had some bad drinks wait is this like an untapped health food market that we should yes yes it is revolutionize (laughs) Mm -hmm. unsweetened cranberry juice yeah people would hate it people would hate it but they'd never get utis that's true (laughs) wait hold on so you're saying that like right now cranberry juice would be more effective at treating utis if it wasn't sweetened yeah if it I mean, is if that's is that true or not? I don't know. It's a health that's food just what supp- you're saying. It's right? a it's a health food right. supplement. The FDA won't investigate. That's right. You are a snake oil salesman, <laughs> Mark Mitchell. But you won't get UTIs if you drink this snake oil. What about pineapple juice? Oh, way too sweet. Way right? too sweet. I mean, it can really only be used like in something or to sweeten something else. Oh well, and well, I guess we'll, 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 we'll never, never know. know. Uh, we were accompanied today by uh, a pianist by the name of Kyle Shaw. So thank you, Kyle. Uh, Mark, let's move into the news. The big news of the week, mm. after quite a bit of anticipation and a little bit of teasing from Nintendo of America, like when they tweeted out uh, an image of Chibi Robo being immolated. Yeah, just Chibi Robo on fire. <laughs> just like with no context. Well, so if... How how closely were you following the like sort of fervor in the fan community? I was around just like what was on Twitter. Uh, so uh, I I spent a little bit of I was being sort of the obsessive fan. Uh, the, er, last week, um, spending some time on Twitter and um, even poking around on Reset Era a little bit. Um, and you know ev- there had been rumors that a direct was coming on the 11th. Uh, and so we all sort of anticipated that Nintendo would announce on Tuesday. Show the direct on Thursday. This is the pattern we've seen um, quite a bit in the last year, uh, and um, we got none of that. Right, uh, all we got was uh, the 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 people who had heard the rumors, uh, sort of perpetuating it and being like, "Why haven't they announced it yet?" And like <clears throat> a couple days uh, prior to the direct, uh, Nintendo had tweeted a picture of the Talkatoo, 
which is the hint bird in Super Mario Odyssey, um, with just some text in there about, like, uh, I know the secret you seek, but no telling, or whatever, whatever thing the Takatu says. Um, and then, like, in, in the days leading up to the actual release of the Direct, they retweeted themselves as if to, like, taunt people. <laughs> um, or at least that's what I thought. Going into the Reset Era threads, um, the people who were, you know, talking about, like, oh, when are they going to announce this thing? said like Nintendo if you if you see us like freaking out about this retweet that image and then they did <laughs> so like whoever is running Nintendo social is like trolling at like pro level um and then this uh this chibi robo on fire thing uh which then like other publishers got in on uh Capcom uh, tweeted at that a picture of um Heatman from Mega Man 2 who is of course read in flames um Sega tweeted a some hedgehog character who's also read in flames um all <laughs> all these people started hopping on and just like turned it into this like big dumb insane thing that only crazy fans of Nintendo were experiencing <laughs> for like 2 days That's super fun. I feel like it uh not backfired because who cares but it people were anticipating it so much that it when it was just a direct mini yeah versus a full nintendo direct uh i think i don't know if disappointed is the right word but i i think i think there were some people that were that were disappointed in it for sure but like I, I yes it is solely of like the fans and the enthusiast press making right that like yeah, and we're part of that too. Where we're like, oh yeah, we're definitely gonna get this. Direct oh next yeah, week. yeah, for sure. That's uh, we didn't plan a different show for today. We <laughs> we planned this show because <laughs> um, we had assumed with such certainty that we were in fact going to going to get this thing. Um, but I don't know. It's for for me. It's just so fun and so like silly and like I don't know. I'm trying to think of other times when uh, you know we're getting we're we're hyping ourselves up that much um, where like the the company involved, you know, tweeted one picture and like, that's enough to uh, send us like flying into crazy speculation. I also think it just shows how like everything around Nintendo right now is hyped up. Yeah. Just like to insane proportions. Yeah. In, all... in like a fun way. Yeah. It's like an exciting time to be a Nintendo fan. Uh, but after all of that build up, Right. On Thursday, with no announcement, mm -hmm. no official announcement, they dropped this Nintendo Direct Mini that uh, is about 15 minutes long and had like quite a bit of news packed into that 15 minutes. Yeah, and so we're going to walk through some of those announcements uh, right now. And so the first thing that was announced was the World Ends With You Final Remix, something coming sometime in 2018. The World Ends With You, of course, is the Nintendo DS game published by Square Enix. Um, uh, came out about... Ten, is it 10 years ago? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and uh, on the DS, it had uh, a battle system, like a, a very like active action-based um, battle system where you did like touchscreen controls and like alternately actually using the D-pad and buttons. Um, so there was, it was cool. It was a lot of stuff you had to like pay attention to and um, execute on. Um, it has been ported to mobile um so i don't know if what we're going to what we're going to see is something new right a or not new new necessarily but a sort of synthesis of the um mobile version and uh original ds version yeah i assume it's based on the mobile like tablet mm -hmm. version with some added content and of co course like joy con controls yes 
So you'll be able to play it in handheld mode with the touchscreen, but then you could, looks like there's also like pointer, uh, oh, an interface as well. Um, did you ever play The World Ends with you? Not really. So I I played it. I never finished it, um, but I, I played it quite a bit when it came out. Um, and it's a cool game. Like it takes place in um, sort of like modern day Japan with like a little bit of a like sci-fi bent to it. Um, and it's just like super cool and hip and. You know, it's got a lot of the, uh, all the things that we, like, praise Splatoon for, aesthetically speaking, um, that this has as well. Yeah, I don't think it performed amazingly when it first came out, but it has built quite a, like, fond reputation. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's been available on iPad and iOS for years now at this yeah. point, and I've nev- never picked it up, but I will definitely buy it when it comes to Switch. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> at whatever ridiculous price they end up asking for it. Uh, Pokemon Tournament Deluxe Battle Pack DLC was announced. Mm-hmm. New characters, including uh, a Blastoise and Aegis Slash. Yeah, something like that. Um, it, it's coming in two separate waves, and you know there are support Pokemon and stuff. Um, seems a little bit on the pricey side for just uh, two extra characters, but maybe that's just me. Um, and also we don't play Pokemon Tournament, so. I don't know. Maybe I don't care at all. Maybe it's not enough. <laughs> uh, the first like wave of that DLC comes out at the end of this month, and then some more uh, towards the end of March. Then we got a tease for Kirby Star Allies. Right? That is the new Switch game uh, featuring Kirby. Uh-huh. We got a date for it, March 16, 2018. And we also got a look at a couple of new uh, copy abilities. So there's the artist ability mm-hmm. and the spider ability. And then, so the big kind of like selling point of this game is that you can have four player co-op mm-hmm. and uh, they're, they're introducing this new thing where you can like share copy abilities. Basically, it looks like kind of uh, like combos. So you can have two different people or two different players with two different uh, copy abilities uh-huh. and then you can combine them and it makes like a third thing happen. That's kind of cool. Are you... Um... Does this increase your excitement for Kirby Star Allies or decrease? Uh, I guess I'm neutral. Like, this information does nothing to change my excitement for Kirby Star Allies. Right. It basically just confirms that it is a Kirby game. Yeah, which I haven't played, like, uh, one of the new Kirby games for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kirby games are always fun. That's true. And multiplayer true. Kirby especially. Um, and so I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to this. Right, cool. Yeah, I I mean, I like Kirby as well. I don't know. Um I don't know. I think it'll be a a, a game day decision for me as to whether to pick this thing up or not. Comes out on March 16th. I think it would be fun to play together, but yeah, that doesn't mean true. that I could just like buy my copy, bring it over, my Switch over here and That's we right. play. Or I mean, I guess you could come to my house. <laughs> well, I don't I would have to be invited. <laughs> like a vampire. <laughs> Uh, hold on, hold on. We can't make me the weird one in this scenario. <laughs> nope, too late. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders demo. Mm-hmm. That, of course, we already talked about. Uh, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. This game keeps coming out. <laughs> uh, it includes all the content from both the Wii U and 3DS versions. There's a new Link and Zelda outfits based on their Breath of the Wild looks. It's coming out this uh, spring. Looks like it's going to be full-priced. Um, scale from one to ten, excitement level for this game. Ten being the most excited, of course. Uh, three. 
How about you? Yeah, two. Two is one. Just got to get it under me. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I asked you to go first. Uh, So this is weird, right? Because Fire Emblem Warriors wasn't a big hit. No, I would say it's like everything else that has come out on Switch has been so successful that we don't talk about how like poorly Fire Emblem Warriors seems to have performed worldwide. Uh, But I guess like this game sold well on the other platforms and you know a lot of the DLC that they because we've talked about this as they released um, DLC for uh, the Wii U and 3DS versions they stopped putting the DLC on the Wii U so like they must have been just like updating and updating this game on the 3DS and maybe they're just like well we've got all the all these like assets in this game is so much bigger and beefier than it was when it originally came out but like the 3DS is such a big platform it didn't also didn't, the game didn't run super great on that so i wonder was if it a new 3ds exclusive i don't think it was but i think it uh that's ran the only way that it ran like yeah. competently um so i mean like i that that's got to be it that they're just trying to either uh you know get this game out one more time in a way that it actually works and has all the content or they're just trying to get another game that says zelda on it out on the switch as fast as possible because like you know breath of the wild is still you know like one of the highest selling games on this thing so yeah so i wonder if like uh this will end up selling better than fire emblem warriors if only for the brand name recognition yeah you would think so yeah i don't know i it's i'll 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 stick at my at my number three um yeah, I mean, well, you own the Wii U version. I do. I think you bought it for me. I think you and Chuck bought it for me because you guys wanted to check it out. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> um, and then we played it for like an hour, and then like that was it. Yeah, I mean, it didn't even run super well on the Wii U. Yeah, no, it it, it didn't run super well on the Wii U, especially um, in two-player, um, where one person had to play on the gamepad and the other person played on the uh, on the TV. Yeah. Um, like the frame rate drops pretty miserably, um, so yeah. I mean, if if this is the way that the game actually like works and fun, this will this will be it for me. If uh, when it comes out, people are like the game is running uh, flawlessly. You can do multiplayer um, with no frame rate drops, and you know it's it's still fun and it has all these all this content. Maybe I'll check in on it again, but otherwise, I I, I feel like I'm I'm off this train. They did. They announced a new Mario Tennis game, Mario yeah, Tennis did. Aces, mm-hmm. coming out this spring as well. Uh, I feel like the big news is that it has the first story mode since the Mario Tennis game for the GBA. Yeah. So, um, what is that story mode? I think it's like a tennis RPG, basically. I uh, know that's kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. The uh. The, some of the video uh in the direct like showed Mario playing tennis against like a big PD piranha. Um. So like it. It's, I mean, it seems like it could be just, you know, some kind of like good old fashioned Mario fun. Are you at all worried about this as the last tennis game that came out? Um, last Mario tennis game was the one on the Wii U. That was super bare bones, right? Super bare bones um, and uh, not well received. Um, yeah, the only characters that we saw in this trailer, right, were Mario, Luigi, Wario, Waluigi. I, you know, obviously the roster will be bigger than that, but it's, I don't know. I guess spring is a ways away. No, it's not. Spring is <laughs> what could could be as early as April, right? Um, and uh, yeah, it just seems like we don't really know what this is, other than Mario Tennis. Yeah, I 
Uh, I don't think it'll be like the Wii U game. <laughs> uh, and I think there's, I don't know, I guess maybe because I'm feeling the afterglow of Golf Story. Yeah. Where I don't like golf games, but I really enjoyed like this weird RPG golf like mashup. And uh, which I, I think is kind of, you know, an idea that was explored in previous Mario golf games. Right. And so, whereas a straight up Mario tennis game isn't that exciting to me. I don't know. I get. I could see myself getting into this like tennis RPG type thing if that's what it turns out being. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm definitely interested to see what this thing looks like when it's done. What do you make of the logo, big red A? There's a big red A in Aces. Oh yeah, I don't know. Do you think that is this is because it is the first of like a series of Mario sports games? Something else will be like, you know, uh, Mario Boxing Bash with a big B, or do you think it is because Mario is an adulterer? <laughs> which do you think it is i i think it's i think it's definitely the second he's got too many ladies he in has his too life, many right? ladies in his Pauline, life rosalina uh peach mm-hmm. daisy if we're being honest mm-hmm. so i'm trying to remember i was trying to remember the character from Hes- hester hester, hester, hester Prin. Prin. yeah <laughs> yeah she's always hanging around mario yep uh yeah ye- we read the scarlet letter <laughs> In many, junior many high school. Years ago. <laughs> yeah. We vaguely recall the details of this book. Uh, Yeez 8 uh, is coming to Switch. It's, so this is... Yeez is a uh, long-running Japanese RPG series. At least seven previous entries. <laughs> that has not shown up on Nintendo platforms for... A, uh, anything from de- a developer Falcom has not shown up on Nintendo platforms for a really long time. So this was kind of a surprise to see it here. It was originally released on the Vita in Japan, I think, in July 2016, but there's also been a PS4 port. Uh, the subtitle of this game, oh boy, it's like Yeez 8 uh, Lacrosima of Dana? Lacrimosa. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Because uh, uh, Lacrimos, that's, uh, that, that means sadness. Mm. Um, so I think it's just a fancy form of uh, lacrimose. I see. Yeah. By fancy, you mean nonsensical? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So this is coming to uh, the States courtesy of NIS America, publisher of Disgaea 5, and 3DS titles like Cold Set Revolt and RPG Maker Fez. Um, Does this do anything? They also brought the Vita and PS4 versions over. I don't know. It's like one of those blind spot series for me mm-hmm. where I know that they it exists and i know that they are for the most part like as a series well regarded i have not played one before so uh, yeah i guess i would say i am interested especially if it, uh i will be more interested if it is 40 dollars versus 60 sure um so i feel like this in uh for me occupies a similar space to like xenoblade um where it is something that is well regarded but from the outset, I'm like, is this too Japanese for me? Uh, and then after purchasing Xenoblade Chronicles 2, confirming this is too Japanese <laughs> for me. Um, so I, I'm going to check out of this one right now. I'm just checking out. Mark, I'm check. I think that's fair. Thank you. I think that's fair. I mean, I think there's another title coming up uh, that I guess we might as well just talk about right now. SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy. Yeah, great point. Which, um, okay, so... It is a fighting game from SNK featuring iconic SNK heroines in a two-on-two tag team uh, fighting game. Comes out summer 2018. Uh, I guess like the 
I don't I don't have any affinity for SNK fighters, so none of the char- the characters don't mean anything to me. Right. Um I guess like the big follow-up news after the announcement was that they said that all content will be the same between the Japanese and western releases, so everybody can just chill out now. You're going to get your uh skimpy cat cat outfits. So, first of all, the skimpy cat outfit that you're referring to is uh, that's from a Capcom game. That's that's Felicia from the Darkstalker series. Well, I'll tell you this: <laughs> that the Japanese trailer for SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy, which I did watch, mm. has them in uh, skimpy cat like bikini things. Okay, so. so here's here's where I'm not interested in this game. Um, first of all, I'm only lukewarm on the SNK fighters as it is. Those are like the the World Heroes games that. Why'd I go with World Heroes first? <laughs> <laughs> They're most well-known one. They're the most the most well-known one. They're like King of Fighters, though. <laughs> yeah. Like those those are that's sort of the uh, in like Samurai Showdown, um, and uh, you know all of these games I sort of like in a like, tertiary kind of their fun little like arcade relics. Um, but one of the things that's always embarrassing about these games is the design of their female characters with their breasts spilling out of everything and butts hanging out, um, and just like the most juvenile dumb stuff that you could. Uh, possibly ask for in a video game uh and this one is going to be all butts and breasts so um yeah i've got uh you can count me out of this one even as a fighting game fan i'm not gonna you know muster up any enthusiasm for it well speaking of balloons we talked <laughs> sure <laughs> we talked uh last week from a listener question about potential dlc for super mario odyssey and uh, I was not expecting this. Nintendo did announce a free Super Mario Odyssey update coming in February. So just next month. It includes a new mode called Luigi's Balloon World. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a competitive mode. You find Luigi. He seems to be hanging out, I guess, probably in any of the yeah, uh, it, kingdoms. Right. Well, we, we saw it specifically in the Metro Kingdom and, and the Sand Kingdom. Mm-hmm. But presumably the other ones are also uh, featured in this. And so there's a hide mode where you are given a balloon. And I think you have like 30 seconds or something to get to a location in the world and hide this balloon. Any location you want. And then a find it mode where you are trying to find other people's where they have hidden their balloons. Yeah. Mark, let me tell you, this sounds like so much fun to me. It sounds fun. I'm not good enough at the platforming to like, mm. you know, I, there will be so many that I'm not able to reach. Oh, man. I am really looking forward to just stashing. Here's the thing. I want to I find balloons that like our friends and like our listeners and stuff uh, have, have hidden. So like I, I want to when, when that gets going, when this thing is actually live, like I, I want to like share all of that. And I want us all to like become friends and find balloons that we hide. Because that sounds like it sounds like the green the green star challenges in Super Mario Galaxy Two, where it's like just get to this weird out of the way spot in the level, um, and we'll we'll be able to do that forever, forever. <laughs> it does sound fun to do it with friends. Yeah, um, and it, it, it this update will also include new outfits and filters for photo mode. New outfits. That's pretty exciting everyone likes outfits uh-huh. what else could they possibly put them in we will find out mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so does this uh b- before we uh move into like speculation or, or questions um this comes out in february yes yep um so do, would you count this as like dlc for this game doesn't necessarily feel like new well maybe hold on maybe treading dangerously on our, our topic for uh thursday <laughs> of uh what what the direct did not announce um 
All right. Well, I'm just going to seed that. I'm going to plant that seed there. Oh, okay. Yes. Are we counting this mm-hmm. as like DLC? It's more stuff to do in the game, but is it really? Yeah. It let really... your curi- let your curiosity water the seed over the next couple of days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, some real legit DLC that was announced was. Oh uh, well, Mark's already given away how how he feels about the <laughs> Mario Odyssey DLC. It was the uh, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle Story DLC featuring Donkey Kong? Yep. Like uh, real Donkey Kong, the real uh, right, monkey not, get thing. Right, because there's already a rabid Donkey Kong mm-hmm. in um, Mario plus Rabbids. Yes. A, a great boss fight. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm excited about this. I would love a reason to um, you know, hop back into this that uh, feels substantial. They're saying that's actually like it's got a, a new, um, it's not just Donkey Kong in the game. It is uh, a whole new like story section. For yeah, like a whole new like uh, area yeah. to explore as well. A whole new world. A new fantastic points of view. Uh, Payday 2 is, that was announced last year, but has released mm-hmm. date of February 27th and has a Switch time exclusive new heister. Uh, Joy, she's a Japanese um, hacker. Mm-hmm. With like an LED uh mask. Yeah, face mask. Face she's, mask. Yeah. She's like a there's a character like that in uh the new Watchdogs game, right? Oh, I'm not sure. I think there is. LED masks, they're all the rage, but only in video games. <laughs> and maybe at like a Daft Punk show. So this I don't know, like uh my understanding is that none of the console ports of Payday Two have been very good. Uh yeah, I, I grabbed it on um PlayStation three when it was like free during one of those mm-hmm. uh, PS Plus months. Um and it is actually not dissimilar to the uh Escapist two in that um I have one objective, but seemingly a whole sandbox and like no instruction on how to get something done. Um and maybe it would be better if I was playing with other people who knew what they were doing, um, but sort of just stumbling along blindly felt like stumbling along blindly. I really love the idea of Payday 2. Like, that sounds like a fun game to me, like planning and executing heists with friends. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great premise. Um, but I, I think the other thing, the other barrier for me personally is just like knowing three or four other people or however many, I think it's three other people who would have this game that we could like play together. Yeah. Because uh, I think that's the only way I would really have fun with it, especially with Nintendo's... Um, well, actually, I guess it wouldn't matter if I think Payday 2 has its own online like matchmaking system. I don't sure. think you have to go through Nintendo's necessarily. But, but what, what about chat? Like, Yeah, great point. I don't know how that would work. Switch is not currently set up for you to talk to your friends. Yeah. Um, and Payday is, as far as I can tell, all about like pulling something off in real time. And Yeah, it doesn't seem like something, especially as a beginner, that I would be able to do in silence. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. It's a really intriguing I, but the practical aspects of it, I don't know that I'll be able to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Faye comes out February 16th. And I feel like we got confirmation on that pronunciation We as well. did, yes. Faye, it is called Confirmed. Faye. Confirmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks beautiful. Game does look really good. Uh, running around the forest, singing songs to animals. I mean, that's all I, that's yeah, all okay, I ever want to yeah, do. I'm sold. So that comes February 16th. We'll probably be picking that up. Uh, we also... This was this a game that we already knew was coming out, but uh, Celeste. Uh, yeah, so Celeste is coming to all other platforms oh, as well. Gotcha. Um, I guess I wasn't aware of it, but I'm not always paying attention to everything. Um, coming out pretty soon, uh, January 25th. Uh, looks to be a you know it's a 2D platformer. 
um, that uh, it seems like it's got some kind of cool like locomotion stuff where she jumps and climbs and dashes and all that kind of stuff. You have to chain all of that together to navigate a world. But for me, the reason why I was like, oh, I might pick this up is because it promised to have an assist mode. It did, in fact, promise to have an where assist mode. Where it seems like you can kind of like tweak certain aspects of the game yeah. uh, in order to make it more playable for somebody like me. I like that it sounds like it's uh the things that you can tweak actually like change the experience beyond just like here's the easy version. Yeah. Where yes. it's like you can slow down time. Like that that's cool. The the it's the same sort of solution as the like Disney afternoon collection of like, oh, you just get to rewind and then like do that little chunk again or something. And it also sounds like that there are challenge that the game is very challenging mm-hmm. uh, and that there's like extra challenge levels and stuff. So if that's something that you're looking for, it's there in this game. We got both sides of this. Uh, speaking of an easy mode, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze yep. was announced for Switch. Yeah, it was. Which very excited about. Less excited that it appears to be 60 bucks. Yeah, that price tag's a little bit of a problem. Um, But uh, I will probably still be picking this up just because we've had so much fun playing uh, mm-hmm. Tropical Freeze on the Wii U, and I'm excited to be able to make my way through it. Especially because Funky Kong yep. is uh, joining the crew. and uh, The DK crew. The DK crew. And it, it basically seems like playing as Funky is, the, is an easy mode. Yeah, so it's an easy mode, but again, it's in a way that seems to fundamentally like change the experience. It's not just like, Oh, he can walk on spikes or or whatever. His mobility, the way he traverses the level, um, seems faster and a little bit more like it gives you the ability to um, navigate it a little bit more chaotically. Um, which I don't know. It seems, yeah, he's definitely an an easy mode and a little bit of a like you're having a hard time with some of these levels. We understand some of these levels are too hard, um, but like. He's not going to make those rocket bucket levels well, any easier. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that in like a uh, derisive way. Sure. Uh, I'm craving an easy mode for this game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, one that's not like, uh, um, yeah, well, we'll just take you to the end of the level. Right, because what would be the point of that? Right. <laughs> um, and also, you know, like a lot of the challenge that these games present is in the find everything. And, you know, just being able to make it to the end of the level isn't always a super tricky thing you know like it it is frequently in this game but like if you're looking for a completer challenge even with funky kong it's it's still there i don't know it 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 seems cool i uh i i like the idea of um having a a new audience find this game um because you know and it shouldn't shouldn't be trapped on the wii u i guess and then finally the this mini direct ended with uh, a teaser trailer for Dark Souls Remastered. Yeah, uh, coming to Switch and all of their platforms on May twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't have a bummer of a price tag. Mm-hmm. It's coming out at forty bucks, which uh, to me is a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, are so? Are you? Did you play the Dark Souls I games? Did, or? Okay. I did. I didn't. I've not played all of them. I have only played the first one. And, oh, okay. Uh, Bloodborne. Right, but of the Dark Souls game, this is the only one that I have played. But it was way back on like the PS3, mm-hmm. and I'm uh very very excited to oh, yeah. have it on Switch in a portable version for sure. Um, this is another like famously punishing game. Um, 
Is there an easy mode in this? <laughs> <An assist laughs> mode in this? I don't think so. Uh, I think it's so funny that we both like have a thing of like shying away from uh, difficulty in certain games. Like I'm very excited about um, Celeste being like a, a difficult platformer, um, and, and then like when Dark Souls gets mentioned, I'm like, oh, is that gonna be too tough for me? So the or so uh, the thing with Dark Souls and um, Bloodborne, in my experience is that they are difficult, but they're fair. Yeah. And, uh, um, like, when you die, it's your fault. Yeah, and you always know why. And you always know why. And I don't know. It's just there is something about it that is different from, like, the other difficulties that the challenge is part of the fun for me versus, I don't know, like, there's no way I would ever in a million years play uh like dragon age inquisition on the most punishing mode because there's nothing satisfying in the combat in those games right so like what would be the point in do making it even harder right you know you're playing a game like that for the for the story and for the experience and for the experience whereas this it's like the combat is my experience has been that the combat is satisfying and fun and you want to get better at it yeah and getting better at it is rewarding and so the challenge um like lends to that lends itself to continuing to progress and always getting better yeah so i i am i am very excited for this well very cool so that that is the totality of the direct there are a few other news stories though um that popped up through the rest of the week yeah we got uh we found out the results of last weekend's splatoon 2 worldwide splatfest mm-hmm. which was action movies versus uh comedy movies and while Action was the more popular team, Comedy won the event by prevailing in both solo and team matches. Yep. And then finally, Detective Pikachu has been... And that's not finally as in like, oh my gosh, finally Detective Pikachu has been announced for the West. Right. It is in reality, oh, finally, we're getting to the last news story <laughs> on, on this much longer than usual uh, news episode of uh, Nintendo Cartridge Society. Detective Pikachu has been mm-hmm. announced for release in the West on March 23rd. And uh, to me, the more intriguing part, because I watched a trailer for this game and it does not look great, is that a new Detective Pikachu amiibo is on the way. It's bigger than other amiibo figures. In fact, it's enormous. Right. Uh, I'm I'm hoping it's like a uh, super heavy, so it can also be used in like as a weapon in some sort of like clue, like murder mystery. Sure. And and. Then the Detective Pikachu will have to solve the <laughs> yes. murder where he himself was the murder weapon. He comes to life. Are we pitching the Detective Pikachu movie that's I think coming we out to delete soon? all of this. Uh, <laughs> um, but it, yeah, in it's, addition it's to its huge. larger size, it comes with a bigger price. It's going to be thirty bucks for the for the amiibo itself. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It it's. I mean, uh, with you can check out there are like comparative pictures between the existing Pikachu uh, amiibo. And the Detective Pikachu, he's more than twice as tall. So, like, you know, got to be, I don't know, like six inches or yeah, something? Yeah, he's a hefty boy. He seems seems like a big hefty boy. Um, yeah, I don't know. This does nothing for me. I, I, got, it's, it, I think an easy, an easy skip for me. Even the Amiibo? Yeah, even the Amiibo. Yeah. And even possibly especially the Amiibo. <laughs> Why would an Amiibo for a game that runs exclusively on the 3DS be bigger? Than the one for your Switch, which you could at least presumably be playing at home on your TV. And where are you supposed to put this? I don't know. Yeah. You're going to need like a separate a Detective Pikachu purse, <laughs> which could itself, you know, they could sell a De- Detective Pikachu purse 
It could be an amiibo. Uh huh. And that would be better. Right, because then you would be you would already be carrying it. Here's another thing: we're pitching cases that are amiibo. Yeah, I would buy it. That's a good. Pitch. I mean, I wouldn't, but it's a good idea. Right, and I would have to figure out my relationship to it before <laughs> continuing to buy more. Mark, we've talked too much about the news this week. Uh, let's get out of this. And that's going to do it for this episode of the show. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff on Apple Podcasts. But better than that, remember to go to BuzzFeed and tell them that we're an underrated podcast that you're getting into in 2018. Um, anything else to add to that, Mark? Oh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're at NinCart Society. Check out the Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you like Mark and Mind's opinions, we do write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can check out more of his music by going to apipetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thanks for listening.